Hey y'all, it's Angel Victoria, the go-getter, your big sister and accountability partner. And welcome to We Win Wednesday, where we win, 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 no matter what. I'm going to walk you through practical insight to help you live as a believer here in this earth. Y'all ready? Here we go. All right, all right, all right, y'all. So, y'all, tomorrow is a special day. It is Thanksgiving. And in the heart of Thanksgiving, y'all, we're going to talk about giving thanks. You know the song, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. I have a low voice already, y'all, but I'm singing even lower because my pastor named Rick shop on Sunday, and it was Mad crazy in the house of the Lord, right? For real. Like, I walked out limping. <laughs> God is still good. You know, I'm thankful for a church family that can worship together and praise together and have fun in the presence of God together, y'all. It is amazing what God does in a church that comes together to worship him. And I saw a breakthrough. I saw I'm just rejoicing and heavy hearts lifted. I saw it all, including myself, because this this time in this season right now, it can be a rough time. It can be a hard time for people when it comes to the holidays. It can be just very troublesome. And I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, this time of year, um, there's a lot of suicide and there is, you know, people feel like they are unable to, um, do what they need to do to live right. Whether it's getting presents, whether it's, um, giving presents, whether it's fulfilling things in life. It doesn't just have to be presents, but life period. People are struggling in this time, in this season. And I just want to be able to um, just talk to you all about the power of thanksgiving and having, I was saying it to my church because I lead worship at my church as well. Um, Just the ability to have Thanksgiving on your tongue, on your um, mind, and in your heart. When we have Thanksgiving on our tongue at all times, it's kind of like this ammunition to the devil that he can't win. He can't block you. When you have a heart full of thanks, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. I love seeing people who are always smiling. It looks like you cannot do anything. I mean, anything to keep them from smiling, to keep them from being happy, to keep them from um, just being a joyful person. And you you just got to wonder what it is that keeps that person where they are. How are they that way? How do they maintain the joy and the happiness that they have? And y'all, I promise you, it's them keeping that in their hearts and in their minds that no matter what, regardless, regardless, I'm going to make something great out of this. And you all, God has given us the power and the ability to live that kind of way. So why are we living that out? Why are we not joyful? Why are we not happy? We have to look at this kind of stuff. Why aren't we thankful? Because we can go y'all and we can we can 
have so many things that we have in front of us and ignore it because of what we think and how we feel. And God, like I said, has put everything in us to have a successful and joyful life. It doesn't mean that nothing bad is going to happen. But in the times of those things happening and things going wrong and things being bad, um, we can still have a joyful heart. We can still um, give God praise and worship and be thankful for what he has done. Have joy on our lips and our mouth filled with praise. We can, but we have to learn to tap into that and master that. And it takes time. We shouldn't let or allow a season or holidays to keep us from being thankful. We can't do that. (laughs) We can, but it's not what we're called to do. And so that's what I want to get into during this time. How do we get there? Practical ways of living a joy-filled life. A thankful life. One full of Thanksgiving. Not just on Thanksgiving Day, but always. I remember one time going to Nicaragua on a missions trip. I was invited, but y'all... I was grateful that I got to go because one, I did not have the money to go. Um, I did. I was asked at the last minute to go um, on this trip. It cost $3,000. Y'all, I promise you within three days, that money was raised for me and I was there. Easy, breezy, thankful that God showed up to be able to get me to this trip. And that trip blessed my life because it helped me to see um, what I had and Nicaragua was going through some things if I don't know if they're still dealing with these wars But they were going through some things at that time And we go there and of course everybody's looking at us like oh Americans. What are they doing here? And we were there um, on a missions trip for women We were going to train um, this church and <laughs> um, it was just like I just keep thinking about how they treated us They were so kind and so sweet and so down to earth um, But we were training their women in the church for leadership And at that time I was in a church where it was gung-ho on leadership and leading And I was a part of a what they call cell group um, of women And those women were older than me But my mentor put me in that group So I can learn how to lead correctly Um, through seasoned women and I absolutely loved it I learned so much and a lot of things that I know now is because of that moment so I'm very thankful for that moment but as I was there I noticed something completely like different from when I was in America America was fast-paced it was go 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 you know I was at that time very tired I was always working I was always doing 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 and when we got here it was like this slow paced type of feel they took their time in everything y'all these people had just they lived off the land first of all they grew their own food and um they fished you know for themselves and you know they they had dirt floors and they were happy Y'all happy. And they were going through war, y'all. But they were happy. They were happy and thankful 
for all that God had done for them. And they were thankful that we were coming to help them pursue even more of what God was doing in our lives and in the U.S. here in Nicaragua. And so I just was noticing all this. The children were grateful. The pastors were grateful. And I was just like, God, how do I live this kind of way? How do I just have this thankfulness on my heart? How do I, like, I just felt so at peace there. Y'all, to the point that when we were leaving and we were on the airplane, I was so sad because I didn't want to go back to the fast-paced life in America where it felt like it was just so demanding. And not that they didn't have their trials because they did. They were a third-world country. But there was this thankfulness and that they had towards God. No complaining. Y'all, they had breakfast. They had lunch. They had supper and dinner. I didn't know there was a difference. I had to tell them. To stop feeding me. <laughs> I was very thankful. And so I look at that moment, y'all. And as I mentioned before, how do we get to that place of thankful thankfulness where it's just on our hearts to be thankful? How do we get that thankfulness in our mind and on our mouths? Going through a season I talked about last time was just in a transition of my job. And I've noticed I've been complaining a lot, y'all. Like, that's all I've been doing is complaining. And of course, God is not pleased when it comes to us complaining. Because we have so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful for. There's no need to complain when he's done so much for us. And so when I look back and I sit back and I'm like, okay, Angel, something has to give. You have a job. It may not be going like you want it to go. But you have a job. There's somebody in this world that does not have a job and wants a job and would be willing to take your job and have your job. You're making money. You're paying your bills. Angel, what is there to complain about? What are, what's the reason of complaining? God wants us to rejoice and be glad in where we are. So how do we get there? How do we not complain in our lives, even if it's hard or we're dealing with things? Did you know that it is God's will for us to be thankful and to not complain? Let me prove it. I'm going to give you some scriptures. Philippians 2.14 says, Do all things without grumbling or complaining. Another scripture says, Give thanks in all circumstances. This is 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will for us to not complain. What does complaining do? And why is it important for, for us to not complain? Why does God make this his will for us? Because God is all about our thinking. He's all about what we think, what we think about, what we meditate on. He's a transformer. I, like he's, that's my favorite thing about God is transformation. He's a God of transformation. And so when we're complaining, it starts as these thoughts. It started at these thoughts. And then those thoughts, they turn into words. So 
then comes the problem. Now we're confessing things because we have we have a God that we serve that speaks things into existence and we forget that we are made just like him. We're made in his image. So we're thinking negative. Then our, our thoughts become these negative words. And now we're speaking negativity into existence and we become this unthankful person, if that's a word, but we're not thankful. And when we're not thankful, you, we don't realize that we're not aware of God's goodness because God is always good. Regardless, like you said, give thanks in all circumstances. If we're not giving thanks in these circumstances, we're complaining, we're grumbling, we're murmuring, all these kind of things. We're, we're going against God's will. And that's not good. We don't want to be disobedient. When he, tell us, he tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, he's telling us for a reason. There's so many different things that we don't realize that God is protecting us from. When we are not thankful, again, we're not aware of his goodness. We're just discounting God's goodness for our life. We don't see the good things that he can do and will do in any situation if we just hold out and hold up and be steadfast in the situation and watch him do his thing. The complaining and the, the wrong thoughts and the words spoken over those over those situations could cancel out something good that God can do. It delays certain things. An example. I used to talk about it all the time, but I just stopped because it was getting nowhere. I am a single woman and complaining about being single is for the birds. I'm single, period. Yes, I date and I have my boyfriend. Yes, we are dating. But before I was doing that, it was just kind of this complaint all the time about, you know, I'm single, so I can't do this. I'm single, so I can't do that. I can't. And it was just, it first started as a thought and then it became this negative pattern and it then it became words and I canceled out everything good for my life because of my thoughts and not being thankful, not looking at the word of God to where I didn't see that a lot of people who did great things in the Bible were single. And I'm not turning this into a single message, just an example, because that's where I'm at. You had Jesus, first of all, (laughs) doing great, amazing things. He turned this world upside down and he was single. He did not complain. There's only one time that I even think he got close when he was telling God to take that cup away from him. But he realized (laughs) that this was going to change the world, change you and my life forever. You had David that before he had all those wives (laughs) did great things before he was married, killing giants, destroying armies. Y'all, this dude was amazing and he didn't complain. He didn't complain about where he was in line becoming king. He didn't complain that his brothers did certain things and they were chosen before he was chosen. He didn't complain. He just stepped up when he came to get anointed. Um, he just came right on, just did what he got to do, had to do. He didn't complain. He was out there doing things for the Lord, straight up. Like, I'm going to kill this lion for Jesus. I'm going to kill this bear. Not knowing that in the future, those things are going to catapult him in killing a giant. 
And then later killing even more giants spiritually. You had Paul, single, doing what he like wrote most of the New Living Trans New. I said New Living, that's my favorite version, but the New Testament. Paul. And he had a lot of reasons to not be thankful and to complain. But he wasn't. He was always aware of the goodness of God. He was always seeing what God was going to do. Homeboy rejoiced in chains. Homeboy kept writing in chains, thankful to even do the work of the Lord. But y'all, we complain. We complain about people. We, we let corrupt things come out of our mouths about people. And we don't build people up. We complain and all these things. And the word says to not grumble. And they when they grumbled, they were destroyed. We have to be aware of God's goodness, y'all. We have to be aware of the things that he is doing. Even in circumstances, you know, I had cancer. And I lost my uterus to cancer. But I don't have cancer anymore. And I can sit here and I can complain because my biggest desire, y'all, was to have children out of my womb. And yeah, I heard people say, well, you can adopt and you can do this now and you can have a surrogate and all that. I said, yeah, I know I can do all that. I want a child from my womb. And that was taken away from me. And I could have stayed in that place, y'all. I could have complained. I could have allowed the enemy to disrupt my thoughts of the goodness of God. I could have just kept speaking things over, but I didn't. Even when I was going through cancer, yes, it was painful. Yes, it hurt. Yes, it was something I would never wish on anybody, especially women, when it deals with the uterine. You talking about the woman with the issue of blood? That was me for two years. Okay? And that's all I'll say. <laughs> but I was grateful because... The cancer could have spread and been worse. I know people who had the same cancer, adenosarcoma. They could have, they had the same cancer, and it was worse for them. I could have kept complaining, but I watched the goodness of God, and I believed till the end when it came to have that final surgery because I had about four, three of them before the fourth one. And I could have kept complaining, and God, why me and this, and I can't do that. I could have, but I stood fast. Thank you, Lord, to people who supported me and helped me and friends who were with me during that fight and a church that was having my back. I could have complained, but they rejoiced and they worshiped with me every Sunday. They worshiped with me every time I came there in pain and and just like just drained because of what I was going through in my body. But they worshiped with me. I did not complain. And I still see the goodness of God, even if I can't have children, even if I do not have a uterus, even if I had to build a family a whole new way, I'm not going to complain. And there's days that I think about it, or if I see a pregnant woman, if I see a baby in a picture, and I see her husband and a wife together with their baby, there's these times that I want to be like, God, why can't, why did you do this? And why did you allow this? I can do that. But it's not God's will for me to complain. It's not. And that's what I want to encourage you with. I want you to stick with God's will. Remember, it is not his will for us to complain. He wants us to give 
thanks in every situation. You may be dealing with something right now that is beyond you and you do not know what to do. But I ask you to practice, and this will be our challenge, but start practicing giving thanks to God. Look at what you do have. Look at what God has has given you. Remember when the lady was asked to, um, what do you have in your hand? What is it that you have in your hand? What is it that you can give thanks to God for? There's something that you do have and you won't have to complete, don't have to complain. What is it that you have right there in your hand? I have this challenge for you. November is going to be over sooner than we think. October went super fast. November is, (laughs) we just got into November and it's almost done. We have one more month after this, y'all. Fill it with Thanksgiving. It probably has changed, but I know they said it used to take 21 days to form a new habit. I want you to challenge yourself. I want to challenge you. And I'm going to challenge myself as well. To fill your life with thanksgiving. And I know everybody doesn't like journaling. I do. But I want you to fill your life. I want you to fill your mouth. I want you to fill your heart and your mind with thanksgiving. Remember what we said. We have to be aware of God's goodness. When we have negative thoughts and we are complaining, those thoughts we have turn into words. And then we are speaking whatever we're thinking into existence. And y'all, we're not created for that. We're created to speak good things. In our lives so we can form our life with the good things and the goodness of God. I love the words that um, CC1 says, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. With every breath, every breath, y'all. When you look at every breath, you're... You're thinking about everything that comes out of my mouth, everything that I am saying, everything that I utter, everything that I speak. I'm thinking of the goodness of God, regardless of what surrounds me. When I speak the goodness of God, she goes on to say, your goodness is running, running after me. So y'all. When we begin to speak these things into existence because we're thankful and we're not complaining, God's goodness chases us. It comes after us. And it's not just for us, guys. It is for people who surround us. The goodness of God is for others. Others need to see it. They need to be aware of who God is. And we can experience that and they can experience that by us being thankful for being that person that always has a smile on their face, for being that person that always speaks good and not evil, for being that person that speaks the good things that God says. We don't just benefit from it. Others do too. There's a scripture, Ephesians 4 and 29, 
I mentioned a little bit about about corrupt talk, but it says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So your thankfulness and giving thanks isn't just for you. It's for others. When I see a smile on somebody else's face, I can't help but smile. When I see somebody, I would have to be in a deep, deep, deep darkness to not smile at somebody else's not that smiling. Or if somebody is saying nothing but positive things, I have to be in a deep darkness to not be able to have a warmth in my heart. We were created to be thankful. We were created to speak nothing but good things. We were created to focus on the good things and the goodness of God and in turn build others up. That's what we were created for. The complaining does none of that. Complaining, it is corrupt and it brings people down. I, I can think of it like I remember in high school. My pat, my not my pastor, but my coach used to get on me about my attitude, and I didn't have this bad attitude where I was evil, but I had this always this negative thinking about just just getting down and quickly getting down and being so hard on myself. And she goes, "Angel, your 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 what's your, your attitude determines your altitude," is what she said. And I remember in college, my coach getting on me, and he says, "You are an atmosphere setter. Look at your team." And we were losing at the time for this track meet. And he looked, pointed at my teammates, and they were all down. He said, when you go up, they're going to go up. And y'all, I changed my attitude real quick. And next thing you know, we were winning because my team, my teammates saw my attitude and the thankfulness of, if I win this, I win. If I don't, I don't. But we going to do this. And it changed everything. That's how we have to be. We need to go into this Thanksgiving season and this Christmas season and this New Year's season full of thankfulness. We have the ability to do it because other people need to experience it. Like I said in the beginning, this is the season where a lot of people are down and out and we shouldn't be. Why? Because we're celebrating being thankful and then we're celebrating the birth of Jesus and then we're celebrating seeing a whole new year. What is sad about that? We have to see that, y'all. We have to look at it at that. Just, I, just, I'm just saying that right now, and I never really looked at it that way. We're going from thankfulness to the birth of Christ to a whole new year that we get to celebrate. These should be good occasions. But because we live in this evil, in this messed up world, people are sad. People are committing suicide. People are ungrateful and not thankful. They're complaining. They're whining. They're disappointed, but we are supposed to be lights, y'all, lights, lights of the goodness of God and all that he's done. We should be sitting around tables if we don't have a family, but getting with someone else and celebrating. People do Friendsgivings now, Thanksgiving with families. We should be doing that. And then when Christmas comes, we should be giving and yes, we receive, but giving and celebrating Jesus. 
We should. And then going into a whole new year, expecting the goodness of God. I challenge you all to put thankfulness on your mouth. Thankfulness in your heart. And have a thankful mindset. Do it for 21 days. Do it. I challenge you to do that. Just every morning, get up and say, hey, this is what I'm thankful for. And then when you're walking around, like I'm in the middle of transitioning my work, like I've told you, God, I thank you for this job. I thank you, God, that I have the ability to work. I thank you, God, that I have the ability to make finances for myself. I thank you, God, that I have breath to breathe. I thank you, God, that I have food to eat. I thank you that I have a roof over my head. I thank you that I have a car to drive. I thank you that I have a family to call and talk to, even though none of my family's around here. I thank you that I have people that I can go see and friends I can talk to. I thank you, God, for another Thanksgiving with my family. I thank you, God, for the ability to be able to give gifts this year. I thank you, God, for the ability to see a whole new year. See how that changes things when you're saying this? That's the challenge. Even if you have to put it on a sticky note in your bathroom, on your refrigerator, on your door before you walk out and say, what am I thankful for today? Heck, do it through the rest of the year. And I want you to just, I don't know, just write it down and see the difference of what you, how you act. How your mind is now? Are your thoughts negative or positive now? Are your words negative or positive now? Are you looking at the goodness of God that surrounds you? And then is the goodness of God chasing you? Because God wants to chase you with his goodness. He does. That's your challenge. Thank you all for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I love you all. Have a blessed one. Be thankful. Hey, y'all. Angel Victoria here. Look, I want you to join me for something. And it's only for the ladies, but sorry, fellas. It's called the 40 for 40 Challenge. I do it every year, starting November 22nd all the way through the 31st of December. It's a 40-day challenge where we come and we get into God's word and we journal and we just soak in his presence Figuring out what it is that God wants us to do. Why do we need to wait all the way for the year to start when we can do it now by getting in his presence? If you want to join us, you can find me, Angel Victoria, on Facebook. DM me once you friend me and ask for the link. It is a private page because we want it to be intimate. I would love for you to join me. It's going to be amazing and your life will never be the same.